Welcome back to We Were Thinking. I'm Kevin Green, and as always, I'm joined by Nick Clymer. What's up, Nick? How you doing, man? Happy New Year. You as well. I know. It's been a while since we got together. Um, I don't want to make excuses, but we've had an avalanche of our day jobs to to handle so uh it's been a while since we had time to record so it's good to be back though it is it is we've lots to catch up on i think i know between the political atmosphere this year and yes. um all the movies that i hear you caught up on i think we have a lot to talk about yeah so we'll pause on the politics for now i think there's plenty of discussion going on uh about that in your local facebook feed so please go check that out <laughs> if you if you need agree, your fix agree uh, you probably had too much of that uh, right now. So we're going to take a break from that and talk about me catching up with culture. So in our first couple episodes, I talked about how I basically hadn't seen the 80s. Um, and so I, I remedied a little bit of that over the holidays. And I, I watched all of Star Wars. I watched um, episodes one through um Six, yeah. one through six, and The Force Awakens. Oh, so I'm all caught up. I just have to go see Rogue One, uh, which I haven't seen yet, but I am all caught up. So, so, um, so, so it was great. Well, okay, it was awesome. So, so God, where to begin? Did you what order did you watch them in? <clears throat> I did the release order: four, five, six, one, two, three, seven. Yeah. And okay, what was your favorite character out of all the movies? Favorite character? That is a great question. Or a couple. Or a couple, okay. Um, I would say, I mean, I'd say Darth Vader, because uh, he, I mean, the whole, the whole, you know, plot revolved around him from when he was young to when, when he grew up, and he was an awful human being. See, I always, I always hated him. Yeah, I mean, I hated him, but I, re- I mean, I respected him and the way he was, he was the character was crafted. I thought it was, I thought gotcha. it was really nice. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, second favorite would probably be, um, what's the character Liam Neeson played? Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn, yeah, yeah. I think I liked him a lot. I thought, I think um, hopefully that maybe they do some some spinoffs with him or his character. I've heard some rumors about that potentially. I really liked him. I thought Obi-Wan was kind of an idiot. <laughs> Just a lot of tactical errors that he made uh, in those prequels <laughs> oh, that's really that I didn't funny. necessarily agree with. Um, how about how about Jar Jar Binks? Jar Jar Binks' uh, least favorite character, not just in the Star Wars franchise, in any movie I've ever seen. I mean, what what were they thinking? I don't know. It's it's one of those things where you like I like I said I hadn't seen the movies, but I could tell from when I first saw the guy, like I didn't like this was wrong. It felt wrong. And you know, weird. there's there are a whole series of articles written about how he's some master Jedi, yeah, and that his whole game is like. <laughs> and like he like makes all these noises but like like if you think about it there's parts of the movie where he just disappears and all of a sudden he's behind a door unlocking it right yeah or like he's got all these there's 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 theories there's theories about the jar jar well i hope they don't explore them uh explore those theories then i think my third uh, favorite character is ray from force awakens i just thought she was she kind of gave me those Luke vibes. I didn't really connect with Luke for whatever reason, but I connected with her. Yeah. Maybe because I have young daughters and kind of yeah. hopefully they can grow up to be as badass as Ray. But I really liked her and her arc and just the heart that she showed at, you know, every time she was faced with an obstacle. But I mean, overall, man, I, I get I get the hype. I see why this is like a phenomenon and people are in love with it and go crazy every time a new movie is announced or comes out. So well, that's good. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, so, I'm well, on board. good. You got to get those daughters of yours all caught up on it. I know. I, yeah. I have to say Luke is a whiner. A little bit. I mean, 
I mean, it's like he just, it's all the time. He's constantly making noise. But I yeah. mean, I did dress up as Luke Skywalker, I think six or seven years in a row okay. for Halloween. I mean, you, I mean, you had to, it was well, like winning and then it was like an epic battle, right? So we'd walk yeah. up to the church up the street from me. I'd have my lightsaber. I'd be out there and I'd have sword fights with Darth Vader every nice. year, yeah. every year. It was win, amazing. Win. Amazing. Yeah. All right. So of the first three. Yes. Which which were the movies that stood out to you? So like I, mm-hmm. I mean you got you got a New Hope. Yep. Which starts the whole thing out. Yep. You got Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Which of those three kind of stood out to you? Uh, without without any doubt, Empire Strikes Back. I think that's everyone's favorite. I just thought like the way so in one and three, a New Hope and Return of the Jedi. I think the story, the scale of it is bigger. But I think in Empire Strikes Back, it just got real personal and you yep. felt you felt like those personal stakes. Whereas with all the other movies, it's uh, we have here's a plot to blow up this big thing that exists, yep. you know, for, you know, for the dark side, where this is like a father and a son just, uh, you know, battling it out. And that that revelation and, and that sort of personal struggle was more interesting to me than really you can kind of see every movie that has followed star Wars, every action adventure movie, every superhero movie kind of follows that same template. Like the, the heroes band together to defeat the big bad and their big weapon or the, you know, this, this object that they have to take down. Whereas this is like super personal and the, the stakes felt greater, even though they were actually smaller. So I think that was good for that reason. And then just that, that, you know, the Luke, I am your father or but I, I forget the actual, what the actual yeah. line is, but that, that moment is like, I knew it was coming. I've heard it for years and years, but it still is like, whoa, it's yeah, like kind of a no, hold on to your chair kind of thing. So it's, yeah, it's impactful. That's good man. stuff, man. I really, I really well, I'm glad it. you got into it. I was, I have to be honest. I was a little worried that you'd find the first three kind of hokey. Um, um, I mean, when you look at them there, I mean, you can tell the CGI yeah. isn't there. They've polished them up a little bit with some of the new enhancements, but at yeah. the same time, what, what I think is amazing though, is that even from the one in the seventies, all the way yep. up to the one that was a couple years ago, yep. they've stayed true to it. Like oh, yeah. for the most part, they've, they've figured out how to bring in certain elements that like keep you drawn in and keep you feeling like it's right. the same kind of movie in the same installment. Um, you know, Rogue One's definitely one that I have seen it. You've seen it? Okay. I have seen it. So, um, it's definitely one that, that has stayed true. Um, it's up there with Empire, man. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I, I, you know, I saw it in 3D, which sucks. I don't like 3D movies. Yeah. Um, and actually, no, I'm sorry. I didn't see it in 3D. I'm thinking of something else. I saw, I saw, um, the first Star Wars movie in 3D and didn't like it. Okay. Um, not the first, the new one. With Ray, Force Awakens. Force Awakens. My yes. goodness, I'm just off today. You got it. You know. Anyway, saw Rogue One in the normal format, but there were a lot of okay. people talking, eating around me because I went to um, a uh, movies and dinner place. Uh, okay. So hmm. anyway, it's fine. Yeah. But I want to yeah. go see it in a bigger screen. Is it even out anymore? It's still. Uh, it may be. We. Pro- I probably need to go see it before it. Uh, yeah. Before it leaves theaters. Sneak but, out and go do that this week. Um, so the like the effects and the hokiness, quote unquote, didn't really bother me, and I don't know if like. I watched a version on the TNT app, so I don't know if they like the enhancements had been made. But like that first scene in A New Hope when the stormtroopers oh, are yeah, on that ship, come through the door, come through the door. It's like that still looked very. Yep. It looked like it, it could have came out like ten years ago. So yeah. I thought that was good, but kind of I, I kind of started to see some hokiness. But what I realized is this is the template for every movie, every action movie that I have 
grown to love over the course yeah. of my of my life. So I kind of I kind of saw through it and was like, oh, they were just limited by the technology of the time. That doesn't yeah. really. I, I didn't count that against it, right? I think it's still. I think the story still uh, it ages really well. So. Have you seen Alien? Uh, when I was younger, the first yeah. one. I don't. I don't. Well, see, the first Alien really movie remember, and the yeah. first Star Wars movie came out right around the same time, right? Yeah. Which, if you look at the difference in the just the graphics and mm-hmm. the CGI, like there wasn't CGI, but it's like it's just it's an interesting take on how technology and sci-fi can be seen in a really dark way and a really light way yeah and it's crazy you know blade runners up there with those two of just this futuristic stuff which i'm so excited about the new blade runner coming out i can't even tell you that may be my next catching up on culture item is blade runner or or mad max or mad max is good of course i really like the new mad max and there's a ton of people who hate it Mm. i know john yay absolutely hates the new mad max but i don't Mm. know who knows? Well, dude, I'm glad that you like the yeah, Star Wars movie. It was, it was awesome, man. So, so here's a question for you. I, I think it's only fair to say, we'll, we'll talk about some other movies you watched in a minute. I feel like I kind of loaded you up with all these movies you needed to see, and I took yeah. no personal responsibilities for missing out on most of the movies in the 90s because yep. I was too busy, you know, being you know adulting and I stuff know, adulting so You're in bar- um, bartending well, and stuff right? what a, yeah tell me, that's another show all to <laughs> a whole another show whole another show so so what are some movies you feel like i have missed out on okay so i'm going to go in reverse order so this this first movie i'm going to bring up is kind of the empire strikes back of my generation and yeah. it's the dark knight uh, uh you know part of the batman uh, series of movies and so it's who's it, in that one it's uh, christian bale as batman and this is heath leather heath 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 Ledger as the Joker. Yeah, I haven't seen that. So, I mean, like from the action sequences, there's one scene with when the Batmobile does this really cool like flip that you'll like freak out about to the uh, Heath Ledger's performance as a Joker, which he won an Oscar for uh, after he passed away. Um, but it is like just it's super long, but it like every minute you're just kind of like All right. gripping your chair. It All is, right. dude, it, it you will. I think you'll like it, and it's all right. It's kind of the template for sort of the more grounded, gritty superhero movie that you see coming out every year now, or every six months actually. So it, I mean, it's really good, and that that was that moment where I was like, okay, I was, I think I was twenty when it came out. I was like, okay, this is this kind of defined my sort of um, sort of the end of my youth, not youth, but end of my teen years. Yeah, and yeah. Kind of the beginning of adulthood. So I, I'll always remember like that. Right. Always be one of my favorite movies. So how long do I have to watch that? Um, I don't know. Next show. I mean, it took me it took me like a month to watch Whatever. Star Wars. Next show or your lunch? Done. There were seven. There were seven of them. So okay, next yes. show. Next. Show. Then the next one is Friday. So this is complete opposite. It's not action, not adventure. It's just a funny, funny ass movie. Uh, it's Ice Cube, Chris Tucker are the main two, yeah, main two guys, and it's just either. it's it's a really simple movie. Uh, it was made for nothing, but like there are so many classic lines and moments in there, um, and really kind of that that humor and those jokes kind of define my um, my childhood growing up. And the series they released three Friday movies, so Friday next Friday and Friday after next. But Friday is is the the classic by far. It's just right. like. It is that you when you watch it, you'll you'll see it's just like it's I mean it's just filled with so many like you know memorable moments and it you you see Ice Cube in every movie now and you know starting that this kind of launched him he wrote it which is kind of cool while he was in NWA so or after he left NWA he wrote Friday and then Chris Tucker this is what launched him to do movies like Rush Hour the Rush Hour films and so 
it i mean it's it's awesome so yeah, all right i would Done. I challenge you consider yourself challenged i'm challenged cool. i will watch batman and friday cool, so cool. so you watched goonies I, I did i watched goonies uh i thought it was good i really loved the i loved all the like the performances from the kids i just thought uh, it was good what's the the big kids name chunk chunk yeah Trunk. Yeah, now I get that. You say that a lot, so I finally get that. I thought I just thought he was perfect as comic relief. Oh man, that it's the my favorite scene in that movie with Chunk is when he's talking to uh the lady and I can't remember her name, her character's name now, the one that kidnaps him. Yeah. And he's like I was in I was in school. I was sitting <laughs> in the balcony and I made it sound like this. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and I jumped the puke, and then everybody started barfing. Oh man, that that part of the movie just cracks me up. Yeah. And I, and his relationship with um with One Eyed Willie is yeah. is, uh, is so that was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, it's just they it, they play off each other so well. I mean, th- if you think about it, like that movie kind yeah. of started this whole bunch of kids that get together and go on an adventure thing. Like, yeah. think about Stranger Things. Yep. I mean, the 100%. movies are, they're practically the same movie, yeah. except with a twist of E.T. and a little bit of synth pop from Blade Runner put on top of it. I mean, exactly. It's, I mean, that's really what it yeah. is. I mean, I don't know if you saw on the SAG Awards last night, but the um, the Stranger Things won an award for, yeah. I guess, best group performance or, or something Or best like cast that? or best something cast, like that, yeah. Which is awesome. I'm glad to see those guys again. But yeah, no, I mean, what are, what are some other scenes that you liked? Um, I liked... Boy, I like. I just liked all the. I just like how dirty the kids were, yeah. especially Corey Feldman's character. Um, the the when the the man part breaks off the statue. Yes, yeah. I just like. I just like how they they kind of pushed it, which I, I don't know at the time was that a little crazy. Like it was PG. It was and it. That's amazing. That was PG. Like exactly. Well, that's like when you watch things like Weird Science. That's PG, yeah. or some others that are PG, and you're like, how was this movie? That would, that would never fly. Ever PG. Yeah. Ever PG. But yeah, so no, Goonies is one of those that I can watch over and over and kind of like the Sandlot, another one of those yes. adventure movies that the, the kids all get together and do stuff. I'm sure there's a ton of others you can think of, but, um, yeah, that's one Goonies is one of the movies where I wish I had seen it oh, a little yeah. bit earlier. So I could have quoted a lot of the stuff. Like oh, yeah. I could have went to school and quoted Goonies because it, I can just imagine it. Was, I mean, it was funny to me as a, you know, a, an adult man, but I think as a young kid, I think that would have been like probably my favorite movie it was, oh, just, yeah. it was really good and mikey's just, first kiss with a yeah. girl with braces i mean yeah. it's just it's it's all it's just i don't know it's super well done oh yeah um you know it's it, it has like a, it has that raiders of the lost ark feel at certain yeah. points it's just it's a it's a classic man but then again like with empire strikes back i think just that personal story at the root of it is just a family trying to or kids trying to save their house you know yep. and then from there you kind of launch into this whole you know this sort of underground you know world where sort of anything can happen and these kids are you know heroes now and saving the day so i thought i mean i thought it was cool they don't make movies like that anymore where it's just like that that sense of imagination can just take you anywhere Mm -hmm. Uh, it's more about the effects and stuff like that so there was a show that kind of took some things pretty amazing with some i'm I'm gonna do something right now but nobody can see it <laughs> Nick's doing interpretive dance. Oh right now. man! I wish you guys could see it. So yeah, the uh, the OA. Oh boy, the OA. Uh, man, I gotta tell you. So so Mr. Green said, "Oh, this is a great show. This is a great show." I don't think he'd finished watching it yet when he told me to watch it. I was almost done. Maybe he did. Yeah, I was almost done. So talk the wife into watching a show outside of our comfort zone, and yeah. we watched all eight episodes in two nights. Yeah. And 
Wow. I mean, I don't want to get into too many spoilers, but I mean, that show, I can't decide if it was good or not. So after the first episode, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like one of the best, this is one of the best pilots I've ever seen. So oh yeah, just to get without any spoilers, just to kind of get, get you into the, you know, the synopsis of it, a a 20 ish girl resurfaces after being missing for seven years. Uh, and so when she's spotted, she's jumping off a bridge. Uh, she lands in the hospital and, uh, let me backtrack a little bit before she went missing. She was blind. Right. So she, she turns up, jumps off the bridge. She doesn't die. It's a tall bridge uh, and she can see now. So that's kind of what gets you into it. And then the rest is just a story of, kind of how where she went um and sort of the ramifications for that uh for her adopted parents who thought they had lost their daughter uh after seven years uh and it's just it's really just just a different way of storytelling and there's a twist at the end of the first episode that will make you gasp and really that moment kind of kept me watching oh yeah you know all eight episodes oh yeah and i mean the rest of them there were some high definitely some highlights but it definitely lost steam as it as it went along. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I would say watch it. I would I would tell people to watch Me it. Me too. Still. Just I, and I I don't think I would tell people not to. I mean, it had a lot of great. Yeah. It had some great stuff in it. It's also entertaining. Yeah. But it's just I I guess I just always wonder where it's gonna go. Like, right? Are they gonna do a second season? If they do, how do they do the second season? There's a there's. A whole lot of unanswered yeah. questions. They, I mean, they set it up to where they could potentially do a second season, but it could also end right there. And I think it would, you kind of get enough resolution to, you know, kind of satisfy you or, but there's also enough curiosity to keep going. So I think, but I think the amount of conversation that was had about it and as many, you know, articles that I saw about it, I think, um, I mean, I think they have enough buzz to get a second season. Probably so. Um, but I think I think it starts well. The ending is really controversial and really kind of confusing. It's like, oh, all of this that I've watched for eight episodes was for this moment right here. It's like it kind of comes out of nowhere, but not in a good way. You know, it's, yeah. it's not a it's a bad twist. Uh, but yeah. the, I mean, the rest of it is it's super interesting. It's like nothing else that's on TV. No. And I, sort of the world and the way it, it tells a story is super interesting. And then a lot of the sort of supporting characters. Um, so basically, and this isn't exactly a spoiler, but basically the main character is basically retelling her, uh, the story of her disappearance and her, her uh, kidnapping to a group of sort of like misfits from around the neighborhood and the performances for, for, uh, from some of those kids and adults is really good and oh, really yeah. interesting. There's a lot of sadness and frustration and heartbreak and, and things like that with those kids and adults that I think, uh, really sort of that sustains the series when it's kind of being a little ridiculous with the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and there's a lot of interpretive dance involved, uh, which, oh, yeah. If I told you uh, a a show featured kidnapping and um, interpretive dance, interpretive dance, you probably would, you probably wouldn't think those go together, but they do, and it yeah. it kind of works. It kind of makes you laugh, and that was my problem with it. It kind of took me out of the mood. I was kind of into this, you know, dramatic story, but then is this interpretive dance is yeah, popped in just, the middle of it. It's just it, strange. They went, they went for it. I give them credit for that. They did. They did. I guess it will be interesting to see what they do next, but yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have one thing that we didn't talk about before we start the show, Let's but do it. Um, so this is music. So oh. Thundercat, 
Oh um, man, the new one, the new Thundercat song. It's called "Show You the Way," oh. featuring uh, Michael McDonald and uh, Kenny Loggins. My two favorite people. So this, I mean, we're big yacht rock fans. I, I don't think that's any secret uh, from people who know us, but. Uh, so that period in the 70s and 80s, bands like Ambrosia, Toto, um, Kenny Loggins, Michael yeah, McDonald, yeah. Christopher Cross, so on and so on. It's just his style of like it's soft rock. Smooth, man. Smooth. smooth. Um, you know, Sailing. All sailing. Uh, Ride Like the Wind. All that stuff. You've heard yeah. it a thousand times on your, your uh, soft rock station on the radio when you were a kid. Uh, but they, I mean, and they keep making, they, they've stayed active, especially Michael McDonald. Like you see him, I see him more than I see some contemporary artists out there. Oh yeah. Uh, touring and then recording stuff. But uh, Thundercat, who's this sort of, uh, he's not new, but he's been around, he's been around for a little while. Uh, this uh, sort of jazz, sort of, you know, jazz soul artist. Uh, and he just, he plucks McDonald and Loggins oh. off the bench and, it's it's like yacht rock R and B jazz. Oh, it's so good. All mixed into it one. Is and so a, good. And the just the vocal performances. Uh, I think the one I, person I was most impressed by was Kenny Loggins. Oh, he yeah, sounded man. like a like a modern day R and B singer. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Like how? Or how? maybe modern day R and B singers sound, sound like, like Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Come on, man. He and he and McDonald yeah. have, have had more soul than a lot of soul singers. Yeah, have I mean, had for I tell a very people, long time. I tell people who ask me what yacht rock yacht rock is. I think I mean I think it's like R and B. It's like the it's like it an is. early form of R and B. So in the eighties, if you listen to Luther Vandross and Freddie Jackson and guys like that, I mean there was other music being made by Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins that was really similar that I mean I mean Ambrosia like some of that stuff is like really soulful so I mean if you if you're looking for some oldies to check out like just go Yacht Rock well, that that, go, go that Thundercat song man the moment I heard it I was like oh my god yeah so I think good. the album comes out at the end of February 24th if I'm not mistaken so it's coming soon so nice. we'll have a lot more to talk about now, is he gonna we, is he doing more songs with them or is it just that one no I think I think he's just bringing in different artists I hope I may I hope maybe there's another maybe, maybe, the he, gets, maybe he gets Christopher Rock. Cross or somebody or oh, god, that that, someone from Ambrosia or something but I just think it was a real interesting mashup and you can kind of see who he's like his influences oh yeah like there's no reason for him to pull those two guys off the bench and like hey hop on my song they're probably like who's a what's a thundercat i <laughs> know <laughs> oh. uh, uh, so it I'm, i just thought it was super it was really surprising and you sent it to me and a, a couple other people sent it to him i was like this is a weird combination of artists but as i thought about it it wasn't really weird at all it, no. it really made sense and you kind of saw his influences so just thought it was really really cool yeah so, it's yeah. all good show you the way thundercat featuring kenny Loggins and michael mcdonald check that out asap if you haven't you will be you'll sail all the way home yeah. all the way smooth sailing all yeah right, so dude. that's it it's short first show back from the new year but we'll we'll be hitting you with some some more regular stuff i think we kind of have to address the political situation at some point we're gonna have to uh so i mean we'll, it's 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 beyond i mean i've been in i've been in a march yep I am starting to call congressmen yep. and senators. I am, yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know. This yeah. is a tough one, and it's really tough on social media. So it is. I think next show we might as well hit it, and we should probably talk specifically around um, friends on social media and how to handle yeah. situations. I've, I've got quite a few to talk about. So uh, yeah, how do you, how do you deal with that when people sort of reveal the, their true selves? Like, do you, yeah, what do you do? So yeah, we'll cover all that. We'll kind of go high level, then we'll get down to the nitty gritty. And then just get our get our take on it. Uh, it's definitely been dominating the news and our thoughts uh, for, I mean, since November uh, 9th. So we'll dive into that uh, a little bit more. And 
we'll be back with more uh happy new year guys glad to be back and glad to be back at we were thinking all right y'all take it easy we'll see you soon peace